Hi, this is Zane Lamprey. The Speak Podcast is is not the worst podcast in the world. It's my official endorsement. I literally, it's literally not yeah. not the worst. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. It's, it's right up there with not being the worst. It's when it's if you talk about podcasts that are the worst, you don't talk about this one. Most people don't talk about this one because <laughs> it's awesome. Welcome back. You are listening once again to the Speak Podcast with Rob, Adam, and the Sip. Being seasoned podcasters, sometimes we're put in a position of privilege. I don't like to brag about it, but uh, we got beer. Three, in fact. We always have beer. Yeah, but this time, we have beer you probably can't get. I unless, got it. Unless you know a guy. I so, know you guys. Why do we have him? I know we ask this routinely, but sincerely, why do we have him? I'm just saying I have kind Inertia. Of, uh, uh, hmm. But He destroys inertia? Hey, you I'm haven't fed? been introduced yet. Oh, sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. shut up. Oh. You don't exist. In our search for replacements for Adam. <laughs> Wait, we're doing this again? <laughs> we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. We've brought Nate in for his callback. For like the eighth time. It's like the third time. Don't no, get ahead of yourself. I know. Does it feel like eight? It's at least four. At least four. I'd probably, I'd probably give him a four. So we're going to do something a little bit different today. Talk Obviously not the stupid. Too late for that. We we brought the stupid. But um, an extra one. We are going to be having three beers that have a very, very limited availability, which doesn't really lend itself very well to reviewing, mainly because, uh, sad to say, you're not going to get them, you know, generally speaking. However, we thought that this would be a pretty good opportunity to spend more time talking about the style of beer and more specifically, not only what the true to form style is, but what our preferences are given said style. And can we just get out ahead of this, Adam, and say it's not your preferred style? Probably not. Probably none of the beers we've had are my preferred style, but we'll try. We'll try. Like ever? No. It's Adam's thing. He thinks it's funny. I don't think it's funny. I just don't have a preferred style right now. I'm kind of in between things. But we've gotten it out of the way, yes, so we can move on and not have to address that again. Except that now that you've addressed it, he's going to continuously bring it up. Yeah, that's what happens. Now it's in my head. And up and up and up. So the style for tonight is Imperial Stouts. Mm, And according to our good old friends at the Beer Judge Certification Program, uh, overall impressions of an Imperial Stout are an intensely flavored big dark ale with a wide range of flavor balances and regional interpretations. Roasty burnt malt with deep, dark, or dried fruit flavors and a warming, bittersweet finish. Despite the intense flavors, the components need to meld together to create a complex, harmonious beer, not a hot mess. A little bit of history. A style with a long, although not necessarily continuous heritage, traces roots to strong English porters brewed for export in the 1700s and said to have been popular with the Russian imperial court. After the Napoleonic Wars interrupted trade, these beers were increasingly sold in England. The style eventually all but died out until being popularly embraced in the modern craft beer era, both in England as a revival and in the United States as a reinterpretation or reimagination by extending the style with American characteristics. So all the words besides hot mess seemed really smart, and then that hot mess thing just kind of threw me off. That actually does not seem very BJCPE. Which is kind of funny. It, it, but it, it says it right here. I'm looking at it. So I guess it is. Yeah, BG's if, if you're going to... I didn't just make that up. If you were going to ad-lib, I don't think you would throw in hot mess for fun. He says it all the time. Probably not. He calls me a hot mess. 
You are, but I don't. I call you other things that mean the same thing. They are synonymous. Things we can't say here. We can say synonymous. I know that one. We've gone over this a few times. I know synonymous. So our first beer, and since we're changing things up, we might as well, you know, go all the way and change everything up, is actually an out-of-state beer because it is uh, the lowest alcohol by volume of the bunch. Which means it's like, what, 10-ish? You're going to have to rotate. I think it's 10.3. Yeah. So from Black Flag Brewing, we have the Faux de Camp Imperial Stout. Ooh, two French words. I know I'm obnoxious, but can I get a spelling? F-A-U-X. No. F-O-E. No. F- can I get the appropriate spelling F-O-X? from Rob? F-E-A-U. Ah, fo. I think it translates to campfire. Ah. That makes sense. And so this is essentially, this is going to be like s'mores beer. That's It is, an, it is a 10% s'mores beer i will look up the specific press on it should there be any but adam you have a marshmallow allergy don't you i don't think i do can we find out i mean yeah if it if it finally happens it's been fun guys but for you this podcast will be better off yes it will that's no that's one of those like hey don't die no say it Say, hey, don't die. You won't even get it. Tell me not to die, Pete. I tell you what. I'll yeah. Ha- I'll hang a balloon from your casket with a get well soon. I'm okay with that. I accept that. Do I have to describe the I would, can? I would reach for the beer so you've got it at the ready because I'm going to turn to you when Adam goes back in for 19 more sips. So don't worry about the can? So real All quick. Right. All right. Um, the photo camp from Black Flag Brewing Company is a imperial double milk stout. Super rich imperial stout made on our pilot system with a double mash and a single boil. Brewed with toasted marshmallow, lactose, and rich chocolate malts. It's like drinking the inside of a s'more. <laughs> I was worried about that last word. You can't drink the inside of a s'more. It's solid objects. If you... It's like, well, the inside they of a s'more would be the marshmallow. The yeah, so if you melt it, if you melt the marshmallow... You can put a straw on it, then you can drink that you part of it. one hell of a campfire if your marshmallow is actually liquefying. I mean, it, it softens up, hey, but I, going full liquid, that's... I do nothing, nothing halfway. You'd look at a can yeah. that's black and kind of 80s looking, and somehow you'd say marshmallow and chocolate. Can we just fast forward and assume that's what would happen? I was actually going to say graham cracker, um, because some graham crackers, if you burn them, they turn black. Okay, take your 19 sips and Nate, why don't you start us off with what you get when you taste this beer? I do, it's not as sweet as I had thought it was going to be, being a, uh, described as a liquid s'more. It is, it is very sweet, but it's not, for me, I was like, oh, oh, it's going to be cloying. Oh, now that I've had some sips, it's actually quite pleasant, not overpowering. It's kind of, I get a little bit of a syrupiness. Um, in texture or flavor? Texture, um, I don't think flavor, and then I get, I do get a little bit of sweetness, but not much. I get the the uh, the syrup as well. I mean, any stouts are going to be thick. I am getting a, a decent amount of sweetness, getting a little bit of the chocolate there. It is thick. It's it's definitely full bodied, but like the guidelines stated. This is interesting to me because you you get all of the pieces. It it isn't a jumble. You know, it isn't a what did they say? A hot, hot mess. mess. You get those 
clean flavors out of it, including I actually kind of go with with Adam a touch on the the graham cracker thing, and that there's almost like a hint of like a very light cinnamon. I think that that to me is reminiscent. I get a marshmallowy sweetness, probably because it's in the title. But there's definitely chocolate. There's a sweetness that I would associate with a mallow. And there's enough ABV going on to where it's slightly warming, which to me, just with the whole campfire thing, a slightly warming beer that tastes like a s'more, I think they pretty well delivered on what they said they were going to, and it's an enjoyable experience. I'm surprised. that If I didn't know that this was... 10%. I'm not sure that I would know that this was 10%. It doesn't um, right. it doesn't hit like 10, but there's enough to me warming and maybe it's kind of the cinnamon that well, does that as well. There's no question. It's definitely a bigger beer. But it it doesn't have that alcohol bite. It doesn't have that sting that that you normally associate with especially once you get into stouts, some of the those kind of higher octane pours. It's dangerous in that especially in kind of the the colder months uh you could get yourself into trouble with with this one because it it's drinks easy, a lot smoother easy than, drinking yeah i'd take down the crowler and oh, same sitting. here I'd, I'd take down two crowlers anybody gonna up that we don't have enough to back it up but yes i would still beat you because so you're doing three crowlers yeah all right i would Rob, i would yeah. i would not lose to adam in anything well yeah, maybe some things. Anyway. I'll do three and a half. <laughs> Adam. Yeah. Out of state rate. I'll give it a uh, always, because I because, I guess because it is so rare. So if I see it, I will buy it and drink it. Um, I really like it. It does have all the different flavors we discussed. It's fairly complex. Um, it's not at all boozy to me. So like I could drink a lot of this and not notice. Uh, about three and a half, more than Pete would at three. So yeah, I, I really like this one. Always, sometimes, or never is our out of Oh, okay. Rate. I was going to say, I, I know the normal, I don't. You've been so, on the show yeah, before. This isn't always. This is easy to drink. Again, as he said, if if I see it, because it's a limited run, I'm definitely going to pick it up. Where you fall? I, I too would be in always. Um, again, the the balance is right. The drinkability is phenomenal. It's got just the right touch of sweetness. Uh, it's just full package. This is this is a great beer, and I have to say, uh, I don't think that all of them have have hit the drop schedule yet. But we've had a number of big stouts from from Black Flag on the show, and I got to tell you, I think that they're just dialed in. I mean, the the work that they do with their stouts has been really impressive to me. Always, as is the rest of the group. This follower is been- sheep. This has been my favorite of all of the ones we've had from Black Flag. They've all certainly been unique. They've all been well composed. This one just hits, I guess, checks all those boxes, fires on all cylinders, whatever little catchphrase you want to use. Bang, bang, bang's the drum. Yep. Hits bang, it, bang, but doesn't quit it. Yeah. Keeps on hitting it mm-hmm. because I'd come back to it. Yep. That's all I got. So you, you're good then. Yeah, I'm good. So. It's an enjoyable beer. I think it's appropriately named. It's a nice experience, and it is highly drinkable. The drinkability is very high. We don't know your weird signals. Now you just got to say it, Nate. Do it. Say it. Hold on. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah. So for for such a big beer, I think that this is also one that 
wouldn't necessarily scare a lot of people off. Um, this is, That's I think that this is one that you, you could take to, uh, that you could take to like family gatherings, depending on your family, uh, or, you know, parties or whatever. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if you found more hits than misses. Um, now granted, if you've got somebody whose wheelhouse is, you know, pilsners, and they don't kind of like to swerve out of their lane too much. This obviously isn't for that. Maybe but. it's like your little black dress. You can take it to family gatherings, and I don't think it'd be out of place at a bottle share. I think it'd be well-received amongst craft beer connoisseurs of whatever level. It's not something that we see commonly in this area. It's unique, and I think it's a crowd pleaser. I don't understand that analogy because you, I don't wear dresses. If you... Yeah. If you uh, Sorry like the idea of Imperials... Audience. If you like the idea of Imperials, but haven't, but haven't, I like the Imperials Empire, but haven't found one that's that you know, as as Rob said, it's not you know, a lot of them have a pretty big bite, an alcohol bite. This one is is really approachable. Well, I think too, if you just tell somebody it's a s'mores beer, I mean, everybody'll try it. It's a what? S'mores, 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 s'mores. Thank s'mores. you. But there's no uh, s'mores. No s'mores. I don't think it, there's an apostrophe. You're killing me, Smalls. Small, smalls. <laughs> have we, have we Great, moving on to beer number two. <laughs> but we all acknowledge he's wrong, yes? Yes. Why? Moving on to beer number two. Actually, beer number two and three from the Goodfellas at Deviate. Hey, we Goodfellas. have their fourth anniversary release. Um, the Scheming Demons Imperial Stout. Uh, this one is, uh, they're both the same beer. However, this one is aged in cherry and apple brandy barrels. Boys of Deviate do a lot of apple brandy barrel. Maybe that they do. Maybe they uh, are in with big apple. Hey. Not a lot of, uh, not a lot of press here. These bad boys clocking at 14.1%. So they're kind of crushers. And they're in state and there's some artwork. So you got a bottle, but I won't make you bottle both because it's the same artwork. Exactly the same. Yeah, except they've just handwritten different words on each of the bottles. Oh, uh, all right. So you got scheming demons. You got two demons. They're scheming. There's a fire behind them. They got horns. They got a weird ass looking chin. So based off of that, it's going to be kind of a heavy. That's thick. a goatee. So it is. That changes everything. This beer is going to taste like hair. Um, I understand you can't grow a beard. It's out of place to you that a man would have facial hair. What is that? Is that pubes on his face? So, um, I mean, yes, but who <laughs> describes it that way? Oh Me! Gosh. I got some pubes growing in on my face. My face pubes? My pubes! <laughs> Car- carrying on. Do you shave your face pubes? I shave mine. I like maybe not. once a month. Talk about talk, Luz, oh, the beer. Yep. This right. is, we're yep. here for the yep. beer. Focus. So very uh, very thick, dark, heavy, kind of a little bit of the burn. The beer. We're talking about the beer. Oh, sorry. I'm still talking about face pubes. Um, it's going to kind of burn as it goes down. Um, I mean, that's it. Burning, thick, red. Have you grabbed the beer to start drinking it yet? No. Nate, you're first up then. You're you're on deck here. Yeah, Ed, this one definitely, you you sense the 14 right off the bat. It's fairly stout, as the name implies. Uh, I get, instantly, I get a lot of chocolate. You know, for my palate, there's a lot of chocolate straight up. So, so far, so good. I get um, get that booziness, that raisin, and then kind of that thick syrup feel again. 
the booziness is is certainly present, though it's well tempered. I think by a there's heavy malton roast here, and there is to to Nate's point there's there's a lot of sweetness, like a chocolate creaminess almost that that, that kind of hits in the middle and then down the back stretch that really helps to to kind of even out really kind of helps to even out that that upfront um, alcohol bite and again I, good call on Adam's part getting that kind of raisin or plum or that stone fruit not plum but that raisin or that that kind of right. stone fruit yep. that dried fruit um, characteristic to it from what I assume is the barrels right the brandy barrels Apple brandy is the most upfront flavor to me on this one. And brandy specifically is different and unique. And if you don't drink brandy, you should. I don't know if I drink brandy frequently. Well, I know I don't, but <laughs> so, I mean, you do know that cognac is a type of brandy. Yeah, but I would just say I drink cognac. Sometimes I get things put in my mouth. I don't know where they're at. In, they're your, in mouth. your mouth. I don't know what they are. Is that what I should have said? Yeah, better. Shut up and lean back. I, Not because something's going in your sometimes mouth. Sometimes you don't know. <laughs> this is fun. Sometimes you don't know the things coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I, that's true. Frequently. Sometimes there's noises and words and... The brandy stands out. I don't know if I'd be able to identify the fruit, but because I know it's apple brandy, I'm going to say apple. Chocolate, as everyone has said, it is certainly boozy, and that's going to be the... To me, that's going to be kind of the overwhelming flavor, taste, whatever you want to call it. But that aside, I think it is very well balanced and the flavors play very nicely together. Just know it's 14%, so you're going to taste the booze. I don't know if I get any of the chocolate or uh, I think I get a little bit of the fruit, kind of like that sweetness on the back. Well, you were the one who said, like, raisin. I mean, that, oh, that kind oh, okay. of... Right. I guess I just associate that more with the booziness and not necessarily like... Hmm? Typically, when it's like a really thick, boozy beer, I get raisin. I do. Yes, now it's for the rating. And I really, you spill the beer away from you. And I don't know how you I have you not do that. got beer anywhere. One for under, his homies. Yeah, I've not got beer underneath me. Just in me. Have, We've already established so that Nate, his language skills are non existent. You rate, you rate yeah, really hard. Adam's oh, there's that. This isn't always as well. Well, no, that's I, the wrong rating. Oh. Now we're now back to the solid scale. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, it's because deviate. Yeah. You've gone in state. Love those guys. Um, yes, so this is a quadruple solid. Ooh. Like, I, I really like, minute. I really like deviate stuff, and this one hits the mark. That's allowed, is it? Why not? So how, I'm a, how high I'm a guest. He's the guest. I'm a guest. Yeah, he's so, the guest. So I can make things up. You already do enough <laughs> things on this show that you're not allowed to do normally. Talk. Yeah. Except now. Now is the time for <laughs> yeah. the rate. Hooray. I'm going to give this a double solid, uh, the highest I can give, because I'm not a guest. You're not a guest. I was going right. to say special guest, but I don't, want to, I, don't, I don't want to give you the satisfaction. Oh, oh, I'm special. No, 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 you're just a guest. Um, just a guest. We've used you, we've had you on a few times, just getting kind of old. Like, uh, I like how it tastes. I can drink a few cups of this, maybe. Eh, probably. I could probably do three and a half bottles. Glasses. Beer comes in glasses. Coffee comes in cups. Mugs. And a cup is a unit of measure. Yes. Bowls. Um, I mean, so to be fair, yes, technically you could, in fact, drink a couple cups of this. But. Aha. But that's not what you meant. That's probably accurate. I was looking at that. That's a cup. 
That's a glass. That's a glass. A cup actually does refer to something specific. All right. Well, anyways, uh, double solid. I like how it tastes. Um, it's still it's, it's still fairly drinkable. Um, I don't know if it's as approachable as the last one. I think you'd kind of have to tell people like, "Hey, surprise coming in your mouth." Um, and it's this beer, that, not me. I don't it's think I'd beer. ever say that not, to anyone. Well, not to mock you. I'm being sincere. Mm-hmm. I think that is valid. Fourteen percent should should kind of give you some sense of this is going to be boozy but this might be one you give a little bit of warning not surprising yeah. for deviate this one's a monster i mm-hmm. mean this this one has it, it it's aggressive not in a bad way but it, it's definitely an assertive beer that's probably the better term for it it's it's an assertive beer the the flavors are all there and they're all strong you can pick them out but it, it's very much it's all very much present. There aren't hints. There aren't notes. It's just there. It's, I mean, it's walking up I to you and know, popping yeah. you right in the face. I don't face. know if any of them are, are overly dominant. No, 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 They no, no, blend no. well. But Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, so to get to my rating, I too give this one a double solid because it's just phenomenal. But again, this is another good example, I think, of, of having all of these very different flavors and in this case, as opposed to the other one where the, where they all kind of blended together, you kind of get each in its turn in this beer, and they all still work together. They they each and every one of them catch your attention in a in a pretty um, you know in a pretty assertive way, but there's nothing that feels out of place. Well, I'm really curious to compare and contrast. Great in the future. Wonderful. I'm just saying. You know, great. Okay. It's a double solid for me, too. It is on par with most other things Deviate does. You're probably either going to like it or hate it. They don't half-ass anything. They make it unique. They make it Deviate. They do their thing. So I know these two beers, this one and the next one we're drinking, you probably cannot get your hands on shy of a bottle trade or the secondary market, which Time would travel. be expensive. But if... It sounds appealing. Deviate typically has a stout on the menu that's worth trying, and the other stuff that they do, whether it's their IPAs, their what was the key lime? I forget well, the style. Well, let's I, let's hold off on this for a minute because just just real quick, I think since you probably uh, you know out there in in beer podcast land you probably are going to have a real hard time finding any of these three beers i think it's probably worth discussing once once we're done actually talking about the beer discussing the breweries because so far uh, i think that both the um the black flag both the faux de camp and the the deviate the screaming demon are pretty good examples of who they are as as breweries and that's probably worth some investigation and then i have one piggyback off your thing uh so you said like you would love it or hate it so do you think like some of these beers like this when it's like that strong overpowering stuff nobody's just going to be like it was okay like you think people will form like a strong opinion the black flag i think people could be into it but uh, you know, it was okay. I could see that more with the black flag. This deviate bottle that we're having now, I think it's so far over the line that you're either going to say, wow, they nailed it, or just, no, I don't like it. 
I don't know if there's a lot of middle of the road. So this kind of makes it more um, kind of makes it more niche then, and if it's less approachable, then that means that you kind of have to like the style to go into it. Well, maybe, but I just I just mean to say that it's strong, it's bold, it's upfront, it is to all of our tastes. But just know it's a stout, it's a boozy stout, and they they took some swings. Well, so let's I guess let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah. Now I, I think again. The two beers that we've had, in my experience, are the breweries in a microcosm. I, you know, I've had plenty of of both Black Flag and Deviate stuff, and Black Flag is very good at making extremely interesting beers that just about anybody can get into. Deviate is good at swinging for the fences, right? And I, I've been there once or twice where I haven't found a thing on the menu that I've really enjoyed. Same. But it's always worth trying because when they hit, they knock it out of the park. You know, Deviate is, uh, Deviate is an aggressive brewery, right? They brew aggressive beers. They like their higher alcohol content. They like the big, bold flavors. And it's impressive to me that they can pack that many bold flavors into their beers without losing anything. It's just as impressive to me that Black Flag can pack that many flavors into their beers and they all kind of work as a cohesive whole. And I'm probably not I'm probably not describing that correctly. But what what I would say is is that Black Flag I think is probably a little bit more approachable, much to Pete's point, I think that Deviate generates a lot more opinion, which, again, it really depends on on what you're looking for. I love Deviate for the fact that they generate opinion. I love Black Flag for the, the fact that you're going to find few objections without having to just settle. I think that uh, Deviate is a place where you will have flavor combinations that I don't even know if, well, I don't know. I'm trying to think of in, in infinity beers, but like, I honestly feel like sometimes you're going to have stuff and flavors and combinations that you will never have anywhere else. I mean, if, I mean, even if you just say Indiana, because well, we've talked at main monkey business, right? That's the, which, which if Greg and Mike, if you're listening and I know that you're not, but Please. I'm just saying anyway, I, uh, they need to bring that back oh, yeah. That's because that was one of the first beers we all had from from Deviate and Scotch Ale with banana and coffee, which from my personal perspective, right off the bat, sounds gross. There is no reason that beer should work, but it is. it was one of my all-time favorites of theirs. I was hoping that was going to be one of their, like, when we first started going, I'm like, all right, well, I think they even said, like, we'll have it often, or this could be, like, I don't think they use the word flagship, but they, for a while, they had, like, two or three they kind of bring back, and I think... Well, they've always played around with the hop supremacy. I think that that's always on, though it's not always the same beer. Okay. And that would be part of the charm, I suppose, of Deviate, why people keep coming back. Big, bold beers... But you can show up on any given, well, day of the week except for Sunday or Monday, and they might have all IPAs, or they might have all IPAs and a porter, or all stouts and nothing lighter. So 
you do run the risk of maybe finding a style that is not to your taste, but there's always going to be something different. Well, I think no matter what, there's going to be a beer. When you walk in, I think no matter what, there's something you want to try, like minimum. I don't. You might not necessarily like it, but you're going to look at that and be like, hey, that's interesting. I'm going to try it. Because, I mean, the, the one time I was there that I didn't like anything, I still tried three or four thinking, like, all right, I want to try this. I want to see what it's like. This sounds amazing. And, yeah, I didn't like it, but it was still, like, felt like I had to try it just based off the description. Well, Deviate is is a place where you go for the experience more than anything else. I, I feel, at least. It's a little like playing, you know, no uh, no consequence Russian roulette. Is You never quite know what you're going to find when you pull the trigger. Um, and more often than not, you're going to be in good shape. I think there are other games you could have utilized there. Like, well, yeah, but that was the one that, that I, I chose to. I'm in a deer guess, hunter mood, all right? So. Uh, guess who? Yahtzee? Monopoly? You never know what's coming out of the cup? How is Monopoly? No, that's stupid. Your analogy is stupid with Monopoly. But uh, yeah, It's so, from the pit? I think that that's kind of part of the rush of going to a place like Deviate. Right, is, is that you don't actually ever know what you're going to find, but they do a good enough job, especially if big beers are your thing. They're so good at what they do that you're fairly confident that you're going to find something. So what's the variation on this next one? Same body, different barrel. Yeah, so this one was aged in cognac and bourbon barrels. So the bottle still fourteen point one percent. It's exactly the same. No, so based we, off no, this, we got out uh, ahead of this too. We said real, no. Real, we real, said okay, no. Now I'm doing it. So uh, uh, face pubes. You just really wanted to say face pubes again. I didn't until I was talking. Then I realized that that's what I wanted to use. So if you had to cut me off, I probably wouldn't have said face pubes. What you getting, Nathaniel? No, I, I for the nose, I get a lot of bourbon, which you know I happen to like bourbon, so. Why? Name, I, I name look one forward, bourbon you like. I look forward to Blanton's. Name okay. two bourbons you like. Yeah. No, look. No. This, <laughs> I'm asking this him a question. This is the Adam test, because Adam would say, well, I like bourbon. You know, like, like. I'm not playing this game. This is about Nate. You would get it wrong. If I, if I had I like, to guess I the like bourbon. like Booker's as well. How's that? Oh, man. I was going to totally say that one. Uh, Buffalo Trace. Oh. All right, Adam then. knew a bourbon. Ha-ha. <laughs> I'm the best. Now, do you know two bourbons? He's thinking real hard. No. I mean, I can... If I look to my right... Yeah, I was going to say, I just look I'll, around the room. Probably. We don't have time for I this. have to get up and walk, so... Yeah, no. Is he going first again? No, you are. He's drinking. Oh, oh God. No, now Nate is, because yeah, Adam took that's... none drinks. Wow. Like, a lot of uh, caramel... and Not specific caramel, but caramelization. And again, there's obviously bourbon. But... Wow, it's it's uh, it's hard to for me. It's hard to describe. I'm overwhelmed with like, oh, I really enjoyed that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and and ruin the order here. Steal Adam's thunder. I, I will. I'm Martha. stealing. I'm stealing home. Stealing home, baby. Stop, please. Uh, so, uh, yeah, definitely the the bourbon. And interestingly, I think that you you get still a decent amount of cognac that comes through. But what what's interesting to me is there's a little bit of heat there, right? There's some almost like some pepper. Yeah, like a rye it. or something like that would have. Yeah, you get a little bit of spice. That well, it, but I mean like heat, heat like hot yeah. heat. Yeah, um, that that's coming through, and this one, 
it's the same beer, just aged differently. And this one is not like this one is is fairly different from the last, right? Yeah, we're, it we're essentially me. drinking the same beer. Surprise me how different it is. Oh, it, it, so there's not as much sweetness as the last one. There's not as much malt. Uh, uh, now again, you do get kind of those caramel top notes, vanilla. And again, that really nice warming heat. Caramel and vanilla are the stars of the show for sure. I don't get any of the fruit flavors. I would even say if I was going to describe it like Adam did, I don't really get raisin. But the apple brandy is distinctly different. And it's just kind of fun what simply aging essentially the same beer in a different barrel, the results that it gives you. The reason I say essentially is because I'm I'm sure there's variation slightly between batches. I uh I don't know if this is the right word, but it probably isn't. Okay, almost like a tobaccoy type thing. Uh, could be. Let me let me try this yeah, again. I was just it say, could be. Yeah, I get that. You stepped up your game now that almost, Nate's sitting here, huh? Almost, I would I yeah, would definitely I almost, concur. I almost get a uh, like a, for me because I would pipes, say pipe you know, tobacco. And all that. A well, in a specific like a Virginia, almost that's that, that I can't sweet that and tartness. But I will from say the a, from the Virginias. I will say pipe well, more so but than that's, cigar. That's a good put. Now I I will say I'm not getting that, but everybody's palate is different, and that's I I do have to say hats off, sir, because that is a good pull. You knew a thing. Well, kind of like we've discussed bourbon and stuff before, so I had me. It had my, me. Let me finish my sentence. I had me a thought. No, it had me reminded of the, <laughs> the drink I that had. Made it better. That uh, that had a bourbon. He brought it back. That you guys said was a tobacco taste. It's kind of like a yeah. It's kind of like a tobacco thing. And then I, I mean, everything else I get. I don't get the vanilla. I get a little bit of a sweetness. Um, this one is definitely more boozy though. Uh, taste taste wise. Um, I think it stands out more. And I don't know if because of the apple in the cherry if it kind of masked it or overshadowed it, but I'm getting a lot more, like, booziness taste. So you can't recollect back to your tobacco smoking days, but you can recollect back to a beer before? Yes. Good. That's well, I mean, okay. I, I, well, to second what you said, the sweetness, I don't get a... I, personally, I don't get a lot of vanilla, but that caramel really comes out. And, and, per, and I had forgotten... Um, in the 12 seconds I had, I forgot that, yes, the cognac does come through. I'm still going to give the point to Adam here over Nate. We are keeping score. Uh, so uh, yeah. are we I tied? no less. No, no because Well, now it's... you rate. Now you rate. I'm going to give this one a... I'll give it a solid. Um, still good, still enjoyable. I'll still drink it, but... I, I'm I ca- forgot. What did you give the last one? Double, double solid. So it's like this one... This one is... Is that two steps or one step? It's uh, it's it's below the other one. So I'm going to give this one. Uh, this is going to be three double solids in a row. Uh, again, a for the surprise that it just floors me that this is the same beer. Right now, it's not because they aged it, but the, but this is the same base beer that they simply aged in different barrels, and the difference in character. Uh, is a something that I like. You know, I like that heat. I like that warmth. I like. I like that. As the other guy said, that extra alcohol bite to it. Uh, this is a truly aggressive beer. This is this is one that you would have to warn friends and family. I'm not surprised, knowing you and knowing what cigars you like. Uh, yeah. Yes, that that's very fitting. So it's. Uh, 
it's amazing to me that this is just as good as the last one, despite the fact that it is much different than the last one. Where are you at, Dr. King? I am. Do- he's a, a doctor? I'm a double solid on this. Ooh, that sounds like a doctor right in. So just slightly less than the other, but. Because he gave the last one a quadruple solid. Yeah. Again, this more of the approachability for me. It's like, yes, I would love this, but only in certain circumstances. I would, this would not be a lawnmower beer or whatever, you know, like really approachable, any, anything. Um, I would want this in certain occasions. Making pipes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a. Yeah. Okay. 14% have a couple of these while you're working <laughs> on your industrial lathe. <laughs> My right. hand. Yeah. That may not be smart. You're going to have a hook or a robot hand. What do you want? Well, definitely a robot hand. Oh, that's fair. Like Luke Skywalker or but we should Skywalker? let, we should let Pete rate it first. Then we'll Inspector discuss. Gadget? Maybe. Oh. Maybe. I'm intrigued. Keep your secrets. I give it a solid and a half. However, I like the taste on this one a touch better than I did the one before. However, the apple brandy aged variation got extra points for me, or the extra little bit making it a double solid because I thought it was way more unique. I didn't expect to like it as much, but I think the apple and the brandy paired very well. If these are side by side and I'm going to put away a bomber, this variation is probably the one I'm going to grab, quite honestly, because I think for my palate, there's more drinkability. It's a bit more warming, and I would just move through it. The apple brandy, I, I mean, let's be real, I could still drink a bomber of it, but it's just more unique. I think that I, I don't know that appreciate, so you appreciate it more the anything. process more. Maybe? Well, no, I or just I think it's unique enough. I think it generates conversation. I think it's fun, and I think th- similar things about the the cognac one that we're drinking now. But not that it's run of the mill or anything else. But this is more what I expect from Deviate. Um, it's very good. It's unique to deviate, but the apple brandy to me was just a notch above because I, they do do a lot of work with apple brandy barrels. I just thought that they used it very well in a very unique fashion. And it, I did not quite think that I would like an apple brandy with this type of beer, but as deviate frequently does, they proved me wrong. I mean, my taste preferences that I perceived were just incorrect. So when, uh, this is a question. So <laughs> the way you presented that was also a question. So when, uh, when I have stuff like bourbon barrel, cherry, brandy, all that stuff, who has had cherry? Uh, the apple. Yeah, this one. Yeah. The apple and cherry was the first one. Yes. Or the second one. Sorry. But the first deviate. Yes. It was apple and cherry. Yes. It was an apple brandy barrel. Was cherry and cherry. Involved? Yes. And cherry. Both of them. Holy crap. Whoa. You had a question then? No, no, no. Finish your question. Okay. So when it, Too when many it, interrogatories. I kind of want to follow <laughs> up with that word. Um, so, so when that happens, where does that come from? Like, do, do they... Like, God. God makes cherries. No, like the barrels. Like, we like. is it... Does everybody, like, have certain barrel places they prefer? Like, basically what I'm asking is if... People make the exact same so, beer but use different barrels. Would it taste yes. different? Yes. yes. 
So so here's the deal. I, I don't know about brandy, though I assume it's probably the same, but for like bourbon, um, you can use that barrel to make bourbon once. That's you age the bourbon for a minimum of two years. So, you know, Russell's Reserve, I think, is either eight or t- I think it's 10. I think Russell's Reserve is 10 years, but you age the bourbon in that barrel for a specific amount of time. And once you've aged it the once, then you get rid of it because you can't re you don't reuse that barrel. That's because essentially, of- well, so if the- I was going to explain it to Adam. You've pulled Do you have the pictures? Wood, you've pulled the wood taste out, oh, the no. oaky taste, whatever the barrel well, the has char. imparted. The afterbirth. It's done its thing, and it's sucked up all of the bourbon or brandy or whatever was in it. So for the distillery, they're done with it. They got what they wanted. But for a brewery, they want to take the bourbon, the cognac, the whatever taste that the wood has sucked up so and then, imparted in their beer. So then these distilleries basically offer like, hey, I have this barrels for sale Yep. So yes. then Deviate would go to some website. So basically, does Deviate approach the distillery? Like, how does that work? How does Deviate get this barrel? Or that any- I, d- I would assume that they would talk to somebody at the distillery, but I don't know. I oh. don't know if there's like an intermediary market for that there, or what. There are some breweries that have a direct relationship to where it's been planned out actually years ago, which is kind of interesting because they actually do a back and forth. It's... We'll give you the barrel, but we want the beer to be this. So they actually plan it, which so, is... Wait, so then the distillery gets the beer that's made? Yeah, yeah, because it's a joint back and forth. Usually, oh, okay, like okay. Sun King does it internally, now that they're doing spirits. They're making spirits specifically for beer and kind of vice versa. Um, so, you know, if West Fork was brewing with Deviate, that's what then I'm thinking, Deviate Mike. would have some bottles of West Fork, and they'd be like, hey... This is actually the barrel we use for our beer, and then it would be an opportunity for Westfield oh, okay. to have Deviate's beer there and say, "Hey, this was made." So in our kind of barrel. cross advertising. Well, that's what I was kind of wondering, like because I mean, Hotel Tango's near, so I didn't know if like people in Fountain Square, if they ever wanted to barrel age stuff, it's like, "Hey guys, we're just gonna most of you're the, close, we're gonna talk to you." Most of the time, they go out of state, but because we're getting more distilleries in here now, we're seeing more local things. Oh, I didn't know that, or no, I didn't know that. I was there, weren't we there? Didn't we? I thought when we did the caramel, I meant Black Acre. Oh, I'm sorry, Black Acre. I said Black Circle. Sorry. I didn't know Black Acre. Black Acre. Oh, well, yeah, and new. and of course, Hard Truth from Big Woods, and they've got a massive operation down in Nashville. Sun King is growing and booming as Sun King does. I mean, they're a larger yeah, I think brewery. I've, in I've the had area. some of the Sun King alcohols. So it's I mean, any boy, I assume, oh, is the yeah. same thing. I mean, it's just I mean, it's just interesting because like to me the the mixing of different alcohols to make one alcohol is good and fun, and everybody should do. Well, not everybody, but some people. I don't know. Like people it's, of age who are responsible with their consumption should I don't do care, it. I don't care about that part. Um, I don't know. It's just it's it's an interesting process, and I would like to just know more. I tell you what, if there's anybody local who can stand to be around us and wants to talk about it, reach out, um, or we'll probably just reach out to you because we. Uh, I'll find you. What's your address? Can they respond to me? Waiting. We can guarantee that Adam will have no contact with you if that is your wish. Yeah, Adam is kind of queer in the deal right now. Whoa. No, it's a phrase. It's just a phrase. We say gimpin' the deal. I don't don't know. I don't want to know. What I do know is 
I've rather enjoyed the beer we had and the conversation. Until now. <laughs> Nate is much more intellectual than you are, apparently. All right, nice turn. Yeah. I mean, hey. I, I, I just had like 30, 38% how, beers. How about... So the, I don't have much more to add. The final, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The final phase of your audition. <laughs> Can you sign out better than this guy? Probably not. What? Yeah, but it's the last part of your audition. Probably <laughs> He interviews terribly. Uh, yeah. I mean, all you have to terrible. do is say goodnight, mildly creepy and kind of long and drawn it. Wait, 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 wait. Nobody, <laughs> no, 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 nobody else has ever done it. That would be fucking weird. Oh, that is weird. That is weird. Look at how, look at how, no, in the history, in the history, in the, no, yeah, I'm now, 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 now I care. Like, in the history. It only took, he's how many years? Defending his patch, look at him. How many years? I mean, I don't know, like three, but like, now I care. Now he's engaged. So don't. I don't. Well, then do it. Good for night. God's sake, do it. I'm oh, sorry. I will do it. I thank you, everyone, for no. listening. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And good night. Good night. <laughs> Asshole.